Welcome to this week's episode of Tune In with Dr. Monica and Melissa. We're here with you this week to talk to you about something interesting called transitions. Before we do, last week we were talking to you about living in the intersection, and I hope you were able to create some space in your life to learn how to figure out what your body is telling you when you need to lean into the things you want and need in your life and lean away when you don't. If you didn't get that episode, you can go back and have a listen. Dr. Monica gives us some beautiful practices to help you tune into that very thing. So to get started tonight, Dr. Monica, thank you for being here. And let's talk about this topic of transitions. I think the first thing to bring to the table is what is a transition in the first Mm -hmm. place. And just to get everybody on the same page, what we are discussing is the space between the beginning and the destination in any given moment. So that can be, you know, it's a transition in life from birth until death. So there, there's our widest spectrum, right? Your entire life is a transition from coming into this world to then leaving this world. But there are also very smaller, small moments of transition, such as if you are in a yoga class and you're in downward dog and the teacher then asks you to come to the front of the mat into a forward fold, how do you get from that downward dog to a forward fold at the front of the mat? What happens and why I thought that this would be something valuable to talk about and why Melissa and I had a conversation about this earlier is that most of our life is actually transitional moments. And unfortunately, because we are a culture that values productivity and values achievements and goals and forward momentum and progress, we so often lose the attention and the magic of the transition. And transitions are what creates our entire life experience. It's a small moment where you're actually sitting in the thing. But the transition, transitions exist all over the place. So let's bring it back to the example of a very specific transition that we can all relate to, going from downward dog to a forward fold on your yoga mat. Oftentimes our attention is on downward dog, and then we are projecting our next point of attention into the forward fold. And we miss that movement that brings us from downward dog into a forward fold. How you do that transition, the energy that you come to that movement with, the type or the the style of movement that you choose from downward dog to forward fold is incredibly telling of how you live your life as a human being on this planet. How we experience and move through transitions can tell almost everything about a person as a physical therapist or as a wellness professional. One of the things I focus on when I'm doing an assessment of a person is how they're actually transitioning from one point to another. How does that client get from laying on the table to standing up when I ask them to walk around my office? How are they getting there? Is it difficult? Is it easy? Is it graceful? Is it energy expensive for them? I think that even just stopping here in the podcast and bringing your attention as a listener to putting some effort into being aware of your transitional movements, let's say, can give you an enormous amount of information about yourself that could 
go unseen if you don't bring your attention there. If you're listening to this in the car right now, notice how you get out of the car mm. when you're going into wherever you're going. If you're listening to this in your house and you're sitting down and you get up to go get a glass of water, whatever you're going to do next when you turn the podcast off, notice how you get to that next phase. And where is your mind? Where is your breathing? Are your movements jerky? Are they graceful? Is it is it taking a lot of energy or is it easy for you or wherever you are on that spectrum, put some awareness and make sure that you are doing what you are intending to do. Because that incongruency from what our intentions are to how we are actually acting can and may be one of the largest drivers of suffering on this planet and in our life experience. If there's inconsistencies with our intentions into our actions, that creates problems. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And let me tell you, that whole thing is so super juicy. We could go in so many different directions. And the first thing I want to tell you is my 33-year-old me feels entirely called out by that. I was like, did she just call me sloppy? Right? You talk about how you behave in transitions is how you behave in life. I was like, she just called me sloppy because I remember being in yoga class, doing that very movement and hurting my lower back because I wasn't paying attention to the movement itself. I was not in my body. And it's so key what you said about projecting into the next moment. The moment you do that, you've left your body. And you've left your awareness behind because you're already out of that present moment. So yes, 33-year-old me totally called out by that, but thank you. Now, the current incarnation of Melissa cannot afford to not have that level of awareness. I was so shocked, but not, when you use the example of getting out of the car, because it's the first thing I thought of. How many times in my younger years... I was running from one thing to the next. I had a very full life. I wore busy like a badge, by the way. I was like, look at me, I'm so busy. How many people out there have been there? Going from one place to the next, that is obviously so important. And I would get in and out of my car with a little bit of recklessness. Again, landed me in the chiropractor's office many times because of those sloppy movements. One of the practices I started to utilize that helped me to get in my body around this before I really found some level of substance and depth in my own yoga practice is placing my awareness in different body parts. I would imagine when I'm making that transition on the yoga mat from downward facing dog into my forward fold, I would imagine what it would be like if my awareness was in my foot or I would move my awareness from my head to my heart or from my head to my lower belly before I got out of the car. That type of activity, that intentional movement is exactly what brings you into the moment of that transition. So powerful. Monica, my question for you is, when you first started paying attention to this, where did you rate yourself in your own transitions? Did you ever find yourself in that period of time in your life where you, know, you felt a little sloppy. I think that my quote unquote sloppiness showed up in 
my busyness, as you called it as well. I've always had this innate ability to be very, very present. It's one of the reasons why I chose the career path that I did as a PT and a movement professional is that I can drop into my physical body very quickly and really be present. And really your practice of being having a high level of awareness in your transitions is a practice of presence at a very high level. You will just be present in your body. You have to be if you're focusing on your physical transitions. Where I have grown into my adulthood is in being more present in my life transitions. I'm a very goal-oriented person and I do have a high productivity level and I can make the mistake of moving too fast and focusing my attention on the next thing without sitting in this transitionary space that I am very often in because I am going from one thing to the next thing and growing and learning and expanding my skill set and my life experience. I have found myself to be missing a level of happiness in certain moments in my life Mm -hmm. because as soon as I accomplished the thing that I had my heart set on or my eye set on or my mind set on, I was already jet setting towards the next thing. And then my attention is set on that next thing. This actually happened in 2014 when I moved back to the Bay Area from New York. I made myself start out with working part-time so that I had time to slow down. I was working 60 hours a week prior to that in New York and my attention was everywhere and I was incredibly busy and it was not serving me in many ways. It hurt my relationships. It hurt my self-love. It wasn't giving my family the amount of time that I wanted to. And so I literally made a rule for myself that I needed to work at least six months at a part-time level. I was running a physical therapy practice, but my hours with clients was part-time in terms of time. The reason I bring this up is that I noticed, I put myself in a position to walk to a lot of places so I could walk to the grocery store from my house and get my groceries. And I would be rushing to walk to the grocery store. And I had to stop many times and retrain my energy and my mental state to not be always in a rush and thinking that I'm busy because I wasn't. I had to remind myself that I didn't actually need to rush to the grocery store because I didn't actually need to be anywhere immediately after going to the grocery store. So I could take my time and experience the sensation of walking slow. I actually had to teach myself and retrain myself how to walk more slowly and be present in my walking simply get to the grocery store. I had so trained my mind to be on the go and ready for the next thing in every single moment. I had lost track of my energetic transitions in a large way. I made a large decision to cut back and create an environment where I didn't have to rush. The thing that surprised me was that even though I had created that space for myself, habitually, I was so mentally in the space of rushing from one thing to the next that I was doing it anyways. I had to really pull back and remind myself over and over again, Monica, it's okay to move slowly. It's healthy. You're not going to fall behind. It was a lesson in compassion for myself as well. 
Absolutely. The thing that really stands out to me is I think back on some of the most practical advice that I've gotten in my life. And one of my first professional supervisors after graduate school said to me, you need to create more space for the in-between, right? To allow for the unforeseen possibilities so that you're not running late to every meeting and you're not constantly rushed and continuing to create that mindset and that mentality. Because as you pointed out, Monica, it's a very difficult program to shut off once you have built it into your nervous system. It's powerful. Mm. And so that's the other thing that I want to talk about, which is like, if you're listening and you're resonating, I want you to think about the danger that lies in not being aware of this space, not paying attention to the transition, because it's all of the programming that will just happen automatically. When we don't have the time in the space, when we don't give ourselves room to digest and reflect and integrate and assimilate, then you're running on automatic programs. And how often I remember when I was working in the world of finance, getting in my car, and driving 30 minutes from the front door of my house to the front door of my office building and not remembering anything in between. That's the power of that subconscious programming just takes over. So if my internal state is one of reactivity or frustration, that's going to play out in everything that happens in those spaces when the subconscious is taking over for us. So I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but I'm here to say that there is just as much danger as there is magic, and it's your choice. It's your choice to take back those moments. It's your choice to create different programs. It's your choice to live a better and more intentional life. When I think about the life of an entrepreneur, which is where I'm at right now, I just heard the term social entrepreneur and fell in love. I think I'm in love now. I was thinking about the amount of times I've seen that diagram. I'm sure you've seen it, Monica, where it talks about the life of an entrepreneur and it shows this kind of roller coaster. I often resonate when I see it because I'm like, yeah, that happens, right? We have ups and downs and everything in between. But somebody explained it recently in a way that was so much more powerful. She described it like a spiral that, yes, we are going to have ups and downs, but when we meet those moments where we're coming back to something familiar, some pattern that has been habitual, or we're just in a downward movement, we have the opportunity where we meet that moment to use it to propel up, right? To continue to move forward, to create momentum in our lives. And the only way to do that is to live with intention. So when we're talking about these transitions, what is your intention? It's the point when we're in yoga class of why we set an intention for our practice. So my suggestion to you, and perhaps Dr. Monica can give you the challenge, which is to think about what your intention is in your life from moment to moment. So with that, Dr. Monica, any final words of wisdom before we leave our listeners today? Always. So when you think about your intention, or as you've listened to this discussion, maybe thinking, okay, that seems easy. I can, I can pay attention to my transitions. Let's see what comes up. You really don't have an excuse in the way of time and effort to not pay attention to your transitions. However, there is a difficult piece 
And that piece of deciding and then acting on paying attention and having awareness of your transitions in life from physical to mental to emotional, all the transitions or choosing any specific one is you will meet yourself. You will see and uncover how you're transitioning. You will see how you're bringing your body forward on your yoga mat to go from downward dog into a fold. And it may be sloppy. It may be ignorant. It may be completely out of your body and you can't remember even coming to the forward fold. It may be beautiful. It may be graceful. It may be difficult or super easy. Whatever it is, you will uncover what that is. In that uncovering, you then are in a place to make another decision. Would you like to keep doing it that way? Or would you like to change how you're moving through those transitions? Does that movement match what your intention is? And if it doesn't, I really encourage you to uncover how you can align your transitions in your life with the intentions that you have on how you would like to be living your life. And you get to make those decisions. You have agency over how you would like to live your life. And you are 100% responsible for coordinating that desire with your actions. I'm going to give you a really simple thing to start to pay attention to that is valuable both from a injury prevention and physical perspective and also a very easy way to start to practice how to tune in and pay attention to your transitions. So last week I had a patient come in and I was watching her transitions and I watched her sit down in a chair and then I watched her stand back up and then a second time I watched her sit down in the chair the exact same way. And she had come in telling me that her back pain was completely gone and she was feeling amazing. When I watched her sit down in her chair two times, she put her hand back on the chair. This is a 50-year-old woman. Put her hand back on her chair and kind of put one half of her hip down on her sit bone and then the other side sat down. So it was a really unnecessary way to sit down. And it was similar to a way that you would sit down in a chair if you were incredibly weak or had, were experiencing in the moment, back pain. She had no idea that she was sitting down in the chair this way. When we paused and I asked her to see if she could sit down by simply reaching her hips back into the chair and sitting down and then see if she could stand up without using her hands. So basically doing a squat to touch the chair and then a squat to stand back up, she was 100% able to do it. Plenty of strength to be able to do something like that. So I would like for you to pay attention, we're going to use the same example, to how you sit down in a chair. Because if I would have not brought that up to this client, who knows how much longer she would have gone on in her life, because it was completely out of her awareness. Who knows how much longer she would have gone on in her, her life sitting in her chair in the same way that mimicked her having back pain. And what happens is that if you habitualize that movement, which she already did, then 10 years later or 20 years later, when your strength may be reducing in your body and you haven't squat down to sit in your chair as we do probably a hundred or more times a day, and you've always given yourself that single hand of support to give you a crutch to sit down in your chair with, you will start to lose that capacity to sit down completely independent without helping yourself. Hmm. It was completely unnecessary. And so now she goes back to just sitting in the chair. She emailed me and said, 
I can't believe that's how I'm sitting down in the chair every single time I sat down for dinner last night and I put my hand down to sit in the chair and I feel completely fine. It was a big alarm that went off for her that showed her that every single time she's sitting down, she's sitting down like a 90 year old woman and she doesn't need to be. Challenge for our listeners right now is to simply pay attention to one thing, how you sit down into a chair over the next couple of days. And make sure that the way you're choosing to sit down is in alignment with your structure and your health and your body for that time. And that you're not giving yourself unnecessary crutches and take it to a deeper level. Do you have equal weight in both of your feet as you sit down? Are you put, tilting your head down and looking at your feet as you sit down? Are you keeping your eyes on the horizon? How are you actually choosing to move your body from a standing position into a seated position. And even if it's in alignment with how you're intending to do it, start to bring in like what Melissa said at the beginning of the podcast, is your weight in one of your feet? And if it's even in both feet, what happens if you put your weight just in one foot? Or what happens if you sit your hips back a little bit deeper than you normally would simply to just bring your level of awareness and presence into your physical body to a higher level to strengthen that muscle of attention to your transitions it's a very easy practice it's a very simple practice that simply requires repetition and attention on a regular basis and then it will carry over into other transitions in your life amazing thank you so we've got some homework to do for all of you listening, thank you so much for tuning into us. Continue to tune into you. We'll be back next week. Be well, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by The Synergy Retreat. As two women on a mission to spread health and connection to the people we love, my co-founder and wellness superwoman, Erica Policelli, and myself, Dr. Monica Leslie, have built a retreat like nothing we have ever seen before. September 15th through 17th, we are bringing people together in such a way that will feed your soul and allow you to rewrite your story around what you're capable of. Through thriving connection, incredibly nourishing food, and new experiences, you will leave this retreat with a full cup, new friends, deeper relationships, and an expanded perspective and reality of how freaking good you're capable of feeling. What if there was a way to move through life with ease and inspiration? What if every morning you could wake up feeling truly alive and excited to meet the day? We've curated a comprehensive team of experts that are about to show you the path to this reality. No two hours in this weekend are the same. As a participant, you get to experience all of these different wellness practices, tips, tricks, and methods, and see how they feel in your body. Take what serves you, leave what doesn't, and have a blast with all of it. This will be a very high vibe retreat that will leave you feeling nourished, inspired, connected, and confident in how to continue on this path well into your future. And I'll let you in on a little secret. If you join us for our signature launch, you'll get the first dibs on our next one. Visit thesynergyretreat.com for more information or check the podcast description box for the link. Mm-hmm.